right. Good morning. Morning. This is our Lola podcast. And we have here Danette Hurley, who is going to frequent the podcast. She too is on her journey. And I am going to be interviewing her. As in turn, she's probably one day going to interview me. Um, we are just starting this journey. We are skilled in very many different areas of our lives. Um, but this is an absolute brand new journey for us. And we are very excited. We both have stories that we're going to share along the way. Um, and we're going to get right into it. So, Danette, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. Personally. Um, I have been in the counseling field for many, many years, but way before that, stay-at-home mom uh, for years while I worked on my education. Um, also helped like um, any women's group, church group, all of the things. I felt like I was a helper since childhood, probably. <laughs> and during that time, have just had the opportunity to be involved in many different things. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things having to do with my children. I had five total, four, and a bonus child that I've gotten to be a big part of his life. Um, now have uh, four grandchildren mm -hmm. and um, entering a new phase of my life, even though I feel like it's one I've been prepared for with each other phase of my life. Mm -hmm. Good, good. So you are wanting to start in like this new journey in life. Can you tell us a little bit about what prompted this new journey? <clears throat> and we are a thousand percent authentic <laughs> and transparent. Um, we might get a little rough. Yeah. So get ready. Um, lots of things. I've had a lot of challenges in my life, like most people that we yeah. see. And most women we encounter in particular, um, I would say probably um, at at this point, I feel like um, this might be the best spot I've ever been in in my life. It seems like everything has come together. When I see clients, I tell them, um, when I talk to you, I'm gathering puzzle pieces to kind of see what you're life looks like and like mine is looking solid right now and I'm enjoying that for sure right. solid for sure the most freedom you've had most freedom for yeah. sure hopefully for you'll sure. be able to give some of the women following us those tools as far as when you feel like you're caved in or you're trapped mm -hmm. like to hold steady because that freedom does come it's not every day all day but there is freedom in the journey you have your master's degree right i do i have okay. my master's degree in psychology i have a bachelor's degree um you'll find out i'm a little bit of an overachiever i have a bachelor's degree in in psychology with a double minor in mm -hmm. sociology and social work mm -hmm. um i did postgraduate work with lindsey wilson college that I work for as well. I work in counselor education there. Uh, then 
my mental health work here at Serenity uh, Counseling Center in Gallatin. Um, throughout um, each stage of my life, though, I feel like it's prepared me for this. And there have been plenty of times that I felt like, mm, I'm like, this is it. This is the best it's ever going to be. And it wasn't so great. It wasn't terrible because I tend to make the best out of everything. Uh, but it definitely wasn't where it is now. And just to, I, I think one of the things I would share specifically with women, just because I am a woman, is just to keep stepping in whatever direction you think you're supposed to be going in, even if it doesn't feel like you're making much progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what has been one of the biggest challenges of your life? Hmm. Stop provoking things. Stop provoking for sure. Um, hmm. I would like to point out some people in my life that maybe have been the biggest challenges, but you know what? That still comes back to me. Like maybe I've been my biggest challenge, mm -hmm. you know, not, um, just being unsure mm -hmm. of the direction and that feels scary mm -hmm. or um, maybe even feeling like I have all this information that's really worked for me, mm -hmm. but how do I know that's going to help someone else? Yeah. So a little bit of self-doubt yeah. as far as you're called to do something, but it's worked for you. Like how, do, how do you, still encourage people like even though it happened to you like your story is worth telling like mm -hmm. and working through like I like the fact that you said I've been my biggest challenge because as we grow we also learn you're the key holder to your happiness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we can point out a whole bunch of people but none of them really fulfill that internal satisfaction right so um what are your hopes like to communicate in this new journey to other people as far as challenges are going to come? Like, mm -hmm. do you keep on living or do you handle that challenge first and then just wait for life to get hold of you again? Like, because mm -hmm. it's coming. Mm -hmm. It's coming. I think one of the, at least for me, I kept thinking, if you are just good enough, if I just do all the right things, then everything's going to fall into place. Mm -hmm. That's not really life. <laughs> like there's there's a lot of things that go on that uh, do not fall into place. So so like for me, I can remember like this revelation, gosh, probably in late twenties, early thirties that A plus B does not equal C. Mm -hmm. Like if I do this and I do this, then I'm going to get this. Well, yeah. that's not life. Life is difficult and we go through difficult things. And I think one of the uh, biggest things that I feel like I at least do through counseling is I can be support for people when they're going through difficult times. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's the education that I needed back in my late 20s, early 30s, that life is 
tough. It's really difficult. And to think that, you know, the goal is to not have any challenges. You're never going to reach that goal. Life is full of challenges. And so I think probably um, what I hope to do from here forward, uh, indulge me, I'm going to talk for a minute, (laughs) for a minute longer. So we're at this conference this weekend, and it's a it's a conference for makers and creators. So not even real, wasn't even really there for myself. It was there for my partner. But while I'm sitting there and they're discussing like different ways to get traffic to your website, ways to you know just all these different things for creators, I thought, wait a minute, I've already done this. So like I was a recruiter for uh, Lindsay Wilson College for a little while. And so I'm a recruiter for them. I already did that. And then I think about ways to help people and encourage people. I'm already doing that. Mm -hmm. And then I think about um, just caring and educating. I'm already doing that. So I I thought of it as like this big container of all these things that I'm already doing, but it's like I have dividers on all of them. And what I see for the future, and this is just a little bit I get to see, and that's one of the things I think that is worthy to know. Like, you don't always get to see the big picture. You just get little pieces, and you have to step through those. Right. So maybe it looks like I'm pulling the dividers off of all the things I've already done. Mm-hmm. And they've layered each other until I'm able to take all of this and help even more people. Yeah. Because ultimately for me, like that's the goal is mm-hmm. to get to be able to help as many people as I can for as long as I'm alive. Yeah, And I think for us uh, in the helping field, uh, one of the exciting things is I'm never bored because I tend to get bored easy. She has like 20 jobs. <laughs> a little exaggeration. <laughs> Not much. Um, but the other thing is that it's important for us to be uh, lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. So being able, you know, stepping out and me going to that conference that I thought didn't apply to me, but it's already prepared. It's already sitting yeah. there waiting for me to get whatever revelation, revelation I need to give from that. Okay, I don't know if that even answered your question. (laughs) Very creative. (laughs) So a lot of women that um, I'm wanting to like interview for, you know, this journey is to support, to give tools, but most of all, like there, there is a, a, great awakening or moment that happens in life that makes you think I think this could change the trajectory of how I look at things or how I go move towards some things in life mine is you know I have decided that I've been through a very painful journey and that I'd like to make it my purpose you know Robin Roberts always talks about let your mess be your message do you have one? I have lots of messes. Well, you like I'll be. Um, I'll. I will. Um, yeah, I might save some of those for later. But I will be uh, sixty on March seventeenth. Whoop, whoop. 
Um, and so obviously you don't get to be 60 without having a lot of challenges and painful things that happen in your life. Mm -hmm. I've been through um, very, very uh, life-changing divorce mm -hmm. um, that, you know, made me look at life in a different way mm -hmm. and made me, um, for a little while, maybe look at people in a different way mm -hmm. and caused you to, caused me to challenge but there's been some really positive things that's come out of that. I mean, this is, you know, maybe I had a um, bit of a Pollyanna, everything's going to be all right as long as I just keep on keeping <laughs> on. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's not true. Uh, we, we, have, we have, it's good to have a positive focus, but it's important for us to be in and process through pain and difficulties that come in our lives. What did it take for you to look at people differently again? Um, I, th I think in general, and that's that Pollyanna thing too, I think in general I have a pretty positive attitude. And going through that, I remember thinking to myself, um, I hope that I don't become cynical and, but I still kind of let myself be in that place of funk for a little while. Mm -hmm. And that got real uncomfortable for me. Being, and in being in the funk, being in the looking at everything through that negative lens. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, through like therapy myself mm -hmm. and seeking out support of other people that have been through difficult times or maybe hadn't been through difficult times, but were were a good support system yeah and so that helped me to get through it and all my kids like there's a there's a you have to get up moms dads whoever it is after you've been through a difficult time you have to pull yourself up whatever that takes and so that doesn't just mean i don't tell people just pull yourself up by your bootstraps not that go seek out whatever help you might need to help you through that and I think everybody's uh, an individual and unique and we have to figure out what works for us. Do you believe that there has to be a level of um, will and want? Like, because you can encourage somebody, oh, you have to do this and you've got to try this and you, but if somebody doesn't, like, you know, sometimes you depression is real and you don't have that will or that mm -hmm. want. But do you believe that that is real? Like, where people don't want to use their resources or pull themselves up or get out of the bed? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. And sometimes it really is um, depression. And I think, you know, we can tell somebody all day long. Mm -hmm. But really, what that looks like, at least from the therapy position in, or the therapist position, is to be able to help them to figure out like like what are the little steps I can take. Mm -hmm. Like I can give you a list, a checklist of things. If you do these things, you're going to feel better. But if you didn't come up with those solutions on your own, mm -hmm. like unlikely you're going to like 
incorporated into your life. So there's got to be some accountability. There has to be. Skin in the game. There has to be. And there has to be. I mean, that's what we want. Our job as, I think, our job as helpers in the world, not just as therapists, is to help people be their authentic self and be self-sufficient. It's not our job to keep clients forever. If, If we do our job, clients are with us for a time, and then they move on and are able to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah. When did you identify that you were different when you say like, not even as a counselor, but like we're helpers of this world. Like, when do you feel like, or is there anything in life that happened that made you understand like just your position in life? Like I have a designation to be a counselor, but like I'm a helper of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. This is just my experience, but I hear it from a lot of other people. As we have um, students come through the counseling program, as we have people sit in the client seat, and people I've come in contact with that are helpers mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Not always, but a lot of times that comes through. Comes from a place of difficulty or pain mm-hmm. whatever that looks like um i i think i knew um it's so crazy <laughs> i think i knew probably like first or second grade grade like yeah. um i became comfortable in being that person in the family being the helper person in the family it came out of necessity wouldn't recommend it for anybody but it came out of necessity and I kind of took on that role um but when we do that with our family of origin we tend to um, move into situations or choose partners that might have that same neediness because that's where we feel comfortable and um so then realizing wait a minute I've been given this gift because I do feel like it's a gift to be able to help and connect with people, but it has to be changed into a healthy manner to be able to use it. Right. And so that's kind of part of the process. Therapy helps with that. Um, Just uh, getting knocked down enough times helps you go, wait a minute, this isn't right. This person seems to be doing just fine. I'm not okay anymore. Right. So kind of moving into that place, there was a um, time, a really difficult time, and we mentioned this the other day when we were talking, Mm -hmm. um, when I was in therapy and um, my marriage at the time was, um, we were having difficulties, a lot of difficulties. And so I'm in therapy and I'm trying to figure out you know, what I'm doing with my life in general, have all these baby kids running around and trying to meet (laughs) their needs and all that. But um, my therapist looked at me and said, when are you finishing those last few classes so you can be a therapist? And I said, I don't think I am. I can't help myself. I I sure can't help anybody else. Yeah. And as I look back, I just, it's startling to me that I could have made a decision at that point 
that would have stopped me from being where I am today. And, and it would have been real easy to make because I would have had 10 excuses, you know, difficult marriage, uh, kids are young and they need me, everything. Like there's all this stuff going on. And so I could have gotten by with it. And I mentioned being an overachiever. I would have found something else to do and I would have been successful at that. But I wouldn't have been in the place where I am right now. And, 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 you know, this could all change tomorrow because life exactly. does not stay the same. However, at this moment, I know that I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. Did you ever get to a point where you had to make a choice because you had no choice? Like you had to make a decision on something. Like when you went to take the last few classes, do you feel like you had no choice or did you do it out of necessity, boredom? Let's see. Um, I think I had, um, I, I'm trying to think because like I did a lot of things out of necessity, you know, I cleaned houses, I, I worked as a administrative assistant, so sorry, wasn't that great at that, but, but I did fit I could, they probably thought I was but um, you know, all kinds of whatever I had to do as a um as a um single mom to take care of my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I think once I started learning more about myself, mm -hmm. um, I think I started recognizing that sooner or later that that's the this is where I would be. Yeah. Not this. Like I and and I want everybody to know, like you don't get the full vision. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know this is what it was gonna look like. I just kept taking one step after another, paying attention to opportunities that come up. And as they came, uh not letting any kind of fear mm -hmm. stop me from doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was featured um in Adam Hamilton's book. Um, on fear mm -hmm. and it was in 2018 or 2019 before I went through the most fearful transition of my life do you mm -hmm. ever feel like at any point you were uh, like perpetrating a fraud like I know I'm scared but like you said I've got to take one foot in front of the other oh yeah, <laughs> like, like, everybody, everybody be so things coming up. <laughs> I, I, um, I don't know, you know, I the whole anybody being able to see it, I don't know about that because I think I have a pretty good poker face, mm -hmm. and so I doubt anybody else do, but the inside of me, absolutely, yeah, like when we did the women's retreat, like you were so nervous then. Like the projector was crooked, and at the end of the day, crazy. <laughs> you provided so much information. No one cared that the projector light was here, but the like, no, and everyone was so pleased with what you do. But and we're in the same boat. We put so much emphasis on perfection mm -hmm. as to I believe in right timing, but I feel like us sitting here today has been so delayed. And I know it has been just fear. And it is so much fear that has, it's so selfish. 
you know, <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. It has everything to do with me. Mm -hmm. um, so like this, this, this fear or perpetrating a fraud, like this imposter syndrome. Are you familiar with that? No, <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> we should probably talk about that yeah. though, because there's probably a lot of people who are unfamiliar, like they're familiar with the feeling, but they don't know it has a name. Yeah. So, so like imposter syndrome, the, the way that I interpret it and tell me mm -hmm. yours is different, but is like not like feeling like you're pulling something off. You know, like I look this way on the outside and everybody thinks I have these degrees, I have this, I have that. But on the inside, not feeling yeah. worthy of what everybody thinks about you or not feel like like you're going to be discovered. Yeah. Like somebody's going to go, oh, my goodness, we gave you three degrees. It's a mistake. You don't really have any degrees. And you've been, you know, so, yeah. I think that's a real thing for a yeah. lot of people, no matter what it looks like. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it, whether it's in your careers or a lot, I have so many women talk about like in the church, um, in your marriage, you know, and especially what we do. Like you are, we're not like doing open heart surgery or anything, but we are impacting people's mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. In a sense, like people's lives are, not in the palm of our hand, but like they're at our fingertips because people are so fragile mm -hmm. and we make emotional decisions when you're fragile, you know? Right. Um, and so I know like doing counseling, so many other counselors, they're like, I, I, I don't even operate this way at home. And like you said, like we have this gift. Mm -hmm. um, not all counselors, I'm going to put it out there. You know, I'm, I'm, I've said it, um, <laughs> that there's this gift that comes with this and how gifted you are and how much you give. And then sometimes you reach back and think how you failed in your relationship with a sister or a child mm -hmm. or a best friend. But here it is, you're saving all these other relationships. Mm -hmm. That's something I struggle with, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then that imposter syndrome of uh, what makes me worthy? Mm -hmm. to start a podcast what makes what make why i'm like who do i think i am mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so it is it is a lot of internal struggle um and it, that's so worth it. but one thing you said was when you begin to live life that keep putting one foot in front of the other and you take risks face fears um but most importantly, what you said is when you get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm hoping in this journey, to help other women get to know themselves. And the more I feel like we get to know ourselves um, by community, speaking with other women, the better we are going to be to make good decisions for ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's with our health, with our children, with our family, our friends, you know, our careers. Um, I, 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 I really... I, I really hope that that is the progress that this channel helps. Um, and then, you know, get to know yourself. Yeah. Um, because there is that saying, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. But if you don't know where you come from, you surely don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of getting to know ourselves. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Mm -hmm. 
You don't think so. I'm sure we'll get the opportunity to share later. Because when you were saying the last part, I thought, oh, work life balance. That'll be something good for next time. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining in. Um, We hope that you um, subscribe to both of our channels and follow us on social media. Um, We really do feel that we have a strong calling and passion for what we do. Um, And we just hope that. You are blessed in the journey. So, and remember to always be authentic and transparent. What you're dealing with, so is somebody else. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.